0: Coming at you live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Good morning, Bobcat and Rattler fans, and welcome to this Wednesday edition of Bobcat Radio here on the 6th of April. I'm your host, Justin Brown, alongside producer Jacob Aromi and co-hosts JP and John Carlo Caccia. Today we have a few segments for you all today, with Cats catch up to start it off and an interview with Texas State track and field coaches Luke Bryant and Trent Edgerton. And we'll wrap up today's episode with our new edition, it's the snake pit. But before we get to all that, let's start it to John Carlo Cacho from a word from our sponsor.
1: Twin Peaks Restaurant Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio. Located on the northbound frontage road of I-35 mm-hmm. of Guadalupe Street in San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, and scenic views.
0: Thank you, John Carlo. And to start the show off, we will be starting with... It's time to recap the latest Texas State
1: and San Marcos High School events with today's edition of Cats Catch Up.
0: You already know we're doing Cats Catch Up here today, this Wednesday edition. And to start it off, we got to start off with our Bobcat baseball team here. They just took a tough loss yesterday, a four point loss, eight to four loss in AM to the Texas AM team. Now, what are y'all's thoughts on that game? We saw a another. It seems like a pattern's being formed here. When we play against non-conference teams, it seems like we lose to them right before the series. What are y'all thoughts on that game, and what did we need to do to try and turn that one
2: around? Uh, yeah, the past couple weeks, it's looked it's looked like the midweek games are like kryptonite uh, for this Bobcat team. You know, a couple of weeks ago they dropped, or last week they dropped uh, the Tuesday game to Sam Houston, and then I believe a couple weeks ago they dropped their uh, midweek game to another team. I'm, I'm blanking on who it was. U-I-W. UIW, yes, Incarnate Word. And I I feel like Incarnate Word and Sam Houston are both games that are very very winnable for this Bobcat Mm -hmm. team, especially. I mean, I I think you can say any team in the country is very winnable for the Bobcat team at this point. But, uh, yeah, it seems like those midweek games are kind of their kryptonite right now. But the positive that comes out of it is that they bounce back, and pretty much each and every time they've lost a midweek game, they've come back and gotten a sweep in the next weekend. Now, I I would say that another pattern
1: that is showing up with this team is they don't start off you know hit with urgency they they kind of bury themselves in the, a few runs um they let the the other team get a few runs on them they come back in the last innings in the last couple innings and you know uh, i think with huntsville they almost came back and you know tied it and almost won the game in the last inning and it's kind of like well where where is that sense of urgency in the first you know mm-hmm. first second third inning you know where you can really just punch them in the mouth and guarantee you know you got a, a good spot leading into the rest of the game. Um, so I feel like that's one thing that Coach Trout should, uh, should hit on with the guys is a sense of urgency in the beginning of the game from opening pitch that you need to show up and you need to, you need to be consistent the whole way, the whole game, not just, you know, see, oh, we're down uh, three runs, four runs, five runs that we need to start playing now. You know, I don't know if it's the standings again into the head. They think they're a solid team or, you know, they're number 10 now. I don't know what it is, but they just need to show up from the beginning of the game.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. This baseball team, it seems like I don't know why these, these non-conference games seem to be our kryptonite. We're 15-6 and six against non-conference teams at the moment, and that's not that bad, you'd say. And We're 8-1 and one in conference, so we're doing pretty good on that end. But I'd like to say you see this team... It seems like they don't start scoring runs until the eighth and ninth inning. And if, mm-hmm. you're, if you're wanting to win games, you're going to have to start off with that energy and start off right off the bat. If they can build this, they can win these non-conference games. That can build consistency going into these series, making them a regular thing. But we cannot have this weekly rotation of losing to teams like UIW, Sam Houston State, and Texas A&M. more understandable, at mm-hmm. a higher, higher team in this nation. But still, we need to fix that up, in my opinion. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I can't necessarily disagree with y'all either. You know, um, I, I look at this game and I just look at it like you know, um, you know, another con- uh, non-conference game dropped, like you guys said. Um, but you know, I just think that you know it's Texas A and M, obviously. So I think you know, I'm looking at it like you know, they're just they're they're gonna uh, take something from this game and you know take it on to the next series because you know, like I said, it's another non-conference game dropped um Texas A&M you know you know how it is with Texas State and Texas A&M so I feel like you know this game will ultimately make them stronger and um and yeah we'll we'll see with the series coming up in the uh, this weekend
0: yeah I completely agree this baseball game no matter if it's a win or a loss it's definitely a learning experience mm-hmm. and something okay. we can use going into this weekend as we're going to be playing Georgia Southern but what we need to recap as well Is your Texas State women's golf team We're trying to get everyone on to BCR trying to get as oh, much yeah, yeah. as much Sport coverage as we can and we haven't talked about this Women's golf team they're doing pretty good they just Finished their Mary B.S. Troth Invitational down in San Antonio Where they placed eighth Ooh. But you know it's an eighth seed that's really You know it's not the hottest performance but it's Definitely some recognition we need to talk about this golf Team they do have a season ahead of them what are Your thoughts on them Jacob I know you wanted to talk About them here today
2: Well, yeah so yesterday Yesterday they finished day one of uh, the Mary Beth Coth Invitational down at UTSA, but today, in fact, I, they may even be playing right now in day two. Uh, but at day one, they finished as a team 29 over par. And um, but looking at today, there is ground to make up. I mean, you look at SMU and Middle Tennessee, who are just about five uh, putts in front of them, and even a team like UNLV, who's nine putts ahead of them, sitting at a at fifth place currently could possibly be a, a, a team that you could pass pass up depending on how good of a second day you have. So, um, you know, y- y- they went down early, just like the baseball team we're talking about. They, they went down early in day one, but there is some potential ground to make up in this second game. But, uh, you know, if, if not a tough performance from them, and uh, I'm sure they'll bounce back from it later on. Overall, this team is solid. Um,
1: and Matilda, I don't know how to say your last name, Savan, I believe, um, I even had a class with her last semester wow. she's a freshman and she is solid she i know that she can perform uh she you know she performs pretty good at these invitations out, uh, out on the golf course um and i just you know it's good to give recognition to all the teams uh, especially women's golf you know i feel like um, they don't give uh, enough recognition um so it's i'm happy that we're having them we're mentioning them here on the on the radio uh but i mean Looking forward, this team is, you know, it's it's exciting to see their performances, how how their players perform there out on um, on the course. You know, this game is very strategic, um, and it's very exciting. You know, I, I think golf, you know, it gets put off as a, it's boring. You know, it's very quiet. I want to, you know. You know, I'm not seeing anybody, cheer. seeing people, you know, just look in the distance and it's all quiet and all the scenic views. But it's really exciting when you get when you get down to it. Um, But, yeah, I just I just like how this team uh, performs.
0: I love it, too. I really have to say that just with golf, it's kind of unpredictable. You know, you don't know how this team will start off. There's so many Mm -hmm. other factors you have to account for when it comes to. Uh, you know wind speed and weather and all sorts of other factors that can affect players and affect how they can perform on the golf course and it's just also you know we saw UTSA doing really good if we look at the individual player statistics we actually had Matilda Svon she was third place in that invitational which isn't bad at all but as a team they placed eighth which is you know it it, that's what happens here in golf so we need to just just hit practice harder and we can really make some we can move up some if we're only 29 pars out and I see UNOV was at 20, 20 pars out. I mean, that's something we can improve upon.
2: So I did find the day two uh, um, spreadsheet. They already finished today, oh. and they finished eight today as well. Oh, so okay. finishing eighth overall, not the best performance, but like uh, you were talking about earlier, Matilda Svon uh, for Texas State performed third best individually. See? Out of all nine, schools. yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, um, and she finished uh, two Eagle under rook. par with a finishing with a negative two. So, you know, as the team falls to uh, to eighth place through the invitational, not the best performance. There are some bright spots uh, like uh, Savan and who who can bring light to this team and bring light from the invitational and hopefully go into the next invitational with a little bit more spirit and a little bit more uh, energy.
0: Yeah, 100% agreed. You know, I'm glad that you got that information for us. Thank you for being fast as ever, Jacob. Appreciate it. But, yeah, no, we are in a – seems like a tough conference when it comes to golf, and we're definitely going to need to improve. We cannot maintain this place right now. But we will definitely update you all on that when that does occur. But, yes, this was some coverage of golf and baseball. But, hey, don't touch that dial. Stick around for a while because we got track and field interviews coming up after this commercial break. This is BCR on KTSW 89.9. Hi there hello and welcome back to BCR on the phone right now we have the assistant coach for the Texas State track team Trent Edgerton he is specifies in sprints hurdles and relays Trent how are you doing today.
4: I'm doing wonderful. How about
0: yourself? Um, we're doing good here in the station. We're so glad you could join us this 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 morning. But Trent, I just have to ask first, because I'm the first one to be able to do this. We have a Sunbelt Player of the Week on this team, Alyssa Wilson on this Texas State track team. We just wanted to hear what are your thoughts on her as a player, and how has she impacted this team?
4: Well, I mean, Alyssa is a big-time athlete. Um, obviously, she's done a lot of great things uh, prior to coming to Texas State, but even since she's been here, I mean, she's a game changer for us, and I mean, she's a leader on and off the off the field. Um, and I think just her presence alone is, uh, you know, help help Texas State uh, track and field go in the direction that we want to go as far as uh, becoming a national uh, national recognized program.
2: Yeah, and you talk about how nationally recognized it is, and it is uh, it's truly been an incredible season for y'all. And looking just back at last week, and you had the battle on the bayou down in Baton Rouge and the bobcats came away with seven total first place finishes tied for most out of any school there so uh just a couple of words on you know and i know a couple of those first places also ended up you know competing for school records of all time so just a couple words on on the battle on the bayou and how y'all performed there and what y'all are going to do looking forward to uh next week's meet
4: well, the battle of the Bayou uh, down at LSU. I mean, it's always a great atmosphere. Uh, at LSU. Um, it's a really, really good environment to to compete well and do the things that you want to do uh, when prepared. Um, and I think that that's just one of the things that our team has been doing really good of this year: is uh, stepping up um, to the occasions, uh, at every meet, and uh, just doing the things that they do on a regular basis. Uh, not not changing who they are or what they're doing, but you know, really doing a great job of executing. Uh, you know the things that the you know the coaching staff has laid out for them. Um, I mean, also you know we're having fun, and I think that's one of the biggest things about it too. Is that you know this is a group of young people who are passionate about the sport of track and field. Uh, the coaching staff is very passionate about you know the the school, the, the the sport as well. So I mean, we're all just having fun doing doing what we're doing, and I think it's starting to show a lot a lot more here. And the, the most the more recent uh, weekends. Um, and I mean, I think it, it'll it'll be more fun um, again when we host the next home meet, uh, being in the inaugural uh, Charles Austin Classic. Um, I mean, it's, it's going to be a great environment. You know, alumni will be uh, recognized as well as our seniors, so that that'll be a fun atmosphere. I mean, you know, and, you know, being around our community uh, as well.
1: Yeah, Coach, you you spoke on you know this team having fun, and I just want to get your thoughts on what it is that makes this squad as a collective, as a whole group, special. Um, because I've, as we've said, you know, they're breaking records, school records, um, and you know, now they're getting nationally recognized. So, what is it, in your eyes, that that makes this team really, you know, stand out compared to others?
4: Uh, well, it, uh, it starts from the top. Um, I mean, our, our leadership uh, from our direct track and field, John Frazier, has done a wonderful job of um, establishing a great coaching staff. for myself, Coach Bryant, Coach Stevenson, and Coach K. Uh, to help guide these young people in the direction and the vision that he has for this uh, for this team, um, and I think that with all of us here and uh, the group embracing the change uh, this year, and you know, um, being able to do what they what they set out to do, I think that's what makes it different. Is that they have all committed to to this process of getting better and wanting to be better, and not knowing the you know not knowing the unknowns that are you know going to come about uh, in this sport, but just you know. Sticking through it and doing what they can do when they can do it, um, you know, taking advantage of the opportunities. Um, I think that's one of the biggest things, and I think that they're all just they—they've come together as a team, um, and I think that's always one of the, the best parts about being on a team. Uh, being on a team is that you know everybody is has put in the work and individually recognize that this is a team sport and that you know we're all going to be in it together, and that's what that's what it is. It's a lot of support, a lot of camaraderie. Um, you know, and, and all the event uh, disciplines, you know, you know the sprinters know the jumpers, the jumpers know the throwers, throwers know the distance athletes. Um, so, I mean, it's just across the board. I mean, everybody's just committed to what we're doing.
3: Hi, Coach. Um, you mentioned the Charles Austin Classic um, coming up here shortly. Um, can you kind of touch on, like, the preparation um, um, compared from, like, a local track meet to an away track meet?
4: Um, well, it's, it's a lot different. I mean, we have to do a little bit more um, just to prepare to host the meet, um, making sure that our track is you know, uh, in tip-top shape, that we have everything laid out for each event um, that we'll be running uh, during that meet. Um, very similar to what it would be um, for an away meet. The only difference is that we're going to somebody else's track where we don't have to set up those certain areas, uh, but we still have to set up for our travels, uh, our food, our lodge. Um, whereas here, you know, we, we have to do the opposite and just set it up, um, and kind of show up and make sure that everything goes, uh, accordingly.
0: Yes, coach, we just want to thank you so much for joining us. But before we let you go, I just wanted to know what we wanted to know is just, um, you know, we've seen that you've had success coaching in other areas. It was just, what is one of your favorite things about this Texas State and San Marcos area, if you had to pick one?
4: Um... I mean it's a beautiful place um i mean my favorite part about San marcus is the river um down at sewell park on campus um i mean everybody that comes by or that i recruit that's one of the first things that i mentioned um i enjoy it i've been on it myself i've taken a group down there um i mean but it's a, it's a it's a special place and i think it has a lot of has a lot of history here um a lot of great traditions and i think those are the, a lot of the things that help make texas state what texas state is um and people that come here can obviously since that when you when you step foot in San Marcos as well as on campus, um, you know it's not a secret, but it's, it's a secret to those that haven't been here. So I think it's, it's just a beautiful place to be.
2: And uh, I got I got one more question for you, Coach. Uh, you know, um, track and field, un- unfortunately, it, not only at this campus but just nationwide, doesn't I feel doesn't really have the media around it that it deserves. So I mean, y'all are having an historical season, one of the most historical in years. And years at this university is there can you give us a kind of a call to action to uh, you know fans and students out there and around the San Marcos area that may not have their eyes on this team but really should
4: Um, I mean I think it's one of those things where you know we're doing everything that we should be doing obviously Um, you know the the team is responding well to the changes like I said Um, I mean if you're in the local area um, if you're from San Marcos it's part of Texas State University then obviously, I mean, this is a, you know, you would want to come and support us as well as any other athletic team that's on campus. Um, And we have one more home meet April 15th through the 16th, Um, you know, come out and support the Bobcats uh, at home. Um, And then obviously we'll be on the road a lot more. But, you know, while we're here, I think this is one of the opportunities that everybody can come out and see and, 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 and witness what's going on here at Texas State track and field.
0: Well, thank you so much, Coach. Trent Edgerton, you he is an amazing track and field coach, and he just provided us with so much info. So we just want to say thank you for taking time out of your morning with us, and we truly appreciate and We look forward to seeing what this track team can do under your coaching, sir.
4: Oh, Thank you, man. I really appreciate the time, and you guys having me on here. Have a great day. All right. Thank you so much, Coach.
0: All right. Well, we have plenty more here for y'all. We have to mention, I mean, the track and field has been doing amazing. Alyssa Wilson is breaking records left and right like they're just placeholders for her next one. And she's continuing to do that. And we can look forward to that when they are here, April 15th through the 16th, in the Charles Austin Invitational. But what I will say is we have to mention another team who's having a spring turnaround right now. And that is going to be the Texas State volleyball team. Now, they're about to have a preview. They're having a, sp- a spring game, a preview game. This Thursday, correct? Yes, and tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow, y'all. Y'all need to go see it at the uh, at the Strahan Arena. But what I will say before we get into that, this team is an impressive team. A team that's been to the championship. I mean, they're three time champions. And this coach, this coach, we have Trent Hewitt. Uh, Sean. i my apologies, Sean, Sean Hewitt. He- my apologies. I'm <laughs> <Arne> Edgerton. <laughs> yes, amazing coach. He's led them to multiple championships. Jacob, what are your thoughts on this volleyball team and this preview coming up?
2: Um, yeah. So it's kind of been uh, a little bit. You know, it's been good for for the this Bobcat volleyball team, but I felt like last season was kind of a transition period. You know, Coach Chisholm, after such a, a long-awaited tenure with the Bobcats, just recently left, and Coach Sean Hewitt taking coming in and and taking over one of the most you know. Um, one of the best collegiate volleyball teams in the state. And last season, you know, the regular season went as they wanted when it come down to the tournament and, and postseason within the Sunbelt conference, it didn't really end up how the volleyball team wanted. They got all the way towards the end and just couldn't finish it off. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, going up against UT tomorrow should be a nice time to kind of, you know, get get the blood flowing back for this volleyball team. Same thing for uh, Saturday with football, but we'll talk about that later on in the Friday show, but looking at volleyball tomorrow night, it should be a good time to really see how much progress has been made so far through the first half of the off season for this volleyball team and what they can work on for the next couple months leading up to uh, you know, season start in September.
0: Yeah, I completely agree, Jacob, and we are so glad that we have Sean Hewitt at the helm here. You know, and it, since joining the staff in 2006, he's helped he- – guide the texas state bobcats to 11 total championship titles six with the sunbelt conference and five with southland conference so he definitely knows how to ch- to, ch- to get some wins and this program is looking to do that this season and i think no better way to see how they're going to be doing after this offseason than going to support them tomorrow
1: against ut i think that is the game what are your thoughts on them john garlow well yeah I'll, you know going against ut is a big program but um but bobcats are you know they're solid And, you know, last season, like you said, Jacob was transitional. Um, But, you know, I feel like now I think it's what the first preseason since like COVID or.
2: um, Uh, Yeah, they the past couple of years, they haven't been able to have spring games. But uh, this is the first one I believe they played. They played about four games last weekend. Okay. Um, But this is their first, uh, I think, midweek spring game in Mm -hmm. a couple of years. So,
1: yeah, now the now they're sharpening, you know, the tools, you know, they got their recruits in, they got their vets in, you know, getting them accommodated to the culture, how things uh, are run at Texas State and how, you know, they like to perform out there on the court. And it's, you know, it's going to be exciting to see how they start off the season, especially against, you know, this this game against Texas, Um, you know, how they look, how, uh, you know, they're running their sets, how everything's, you know, you know, um, running as a well-oiled machine. You know, hopefully, um, it's a s- strong start to the season. Uh, you know, get some bright pieces, get some um, solid um, performances out there. You know, from uh, vets, from tra- transfers, from freshmen. You know, I like to see. <laughs> I like to see how how it's gonna be, uh, especially tomorrow.
3: So yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm looking forward to the matchup. You know, um, this is Texas State. It's a volleyball program. You know, the history is there. The team is, you know, still there. The mixture of veterans, you know, Janelle Fitzgerald is still there, you know. um, So I'm looking forward to this matchup as well. Um, You know, very uh, good uh, matchup here with um, University of Texas, obviously. So, you know, it's going to be exciting. I
0: completely agree, J.P., but that was a recap of our Texas State sports, and we are going to be taking a transition here to the national side of sports. Oh, yeah. And the way we're going to do that is we're going to start off with our first new segment here on BCR, and it is the... It is time to dive in to the snake pit. It is the snake pit, y'all. And what the snake pit is here is I'm going to start off with a prompt question, and we're going to have two people go at it here on the show, and our two people... We got three people. Three people. My apologies. Can't forget JP here in the studio. But yes, right now we're gonna have the question is, what team is the most dangerous team
2: going into the play And y'all? I wanna hear Jacob's point here first. All right, so we got we got three people, three teams with time remaining on the show. I think we should each get let's each get a minute going. Okay. Okay. And uh, I got I got the uh, the Timberwolves. I, the, oh. I think the Timberwolves are the most dangerous team in the plan that can make a run for the championship Giancarlo, what you, can I get yours?
1: it will be my hometown team baby. San Antonio Spurs. I' San Antonio Spurs. They're eight and two in the last ten. they're on fire. they're solid. I mean, have you seen Lonnie Skywalker? I mean, have you seen him perform? He's, he's, beautiful. It, he's it is, beautiful. It
2: is It is beautiful. We'll, we'll get to that one in, JP. Yours, I just want to hear your team. My team
3: is the Atlanta Hawks. You know, <gasps> okay. I think, come on, come on. <laughs> I think um, you know, out of most of these teams, they have, uh, you know, they're coming off a deep playoff run. So, you know, I think they're going to be really prepared. You know, they have the experience. Trey Young is obviously playing great, so, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm picking the Hawks. All
2: right, all right. I'm going to start it off. We each got a minute. I'm going to go on with the Timberwolves. And what can you not say about the Timberwolves? They made it to one playoff appearance in the past couple of years. Karl-Anthony Towns is having himself an incredible season, one of the best of his career, as well as D'Angelo Russell is – is playing incredible, probably the best since he did ever since he was in Brooklyn. And Anthony Edwards is truly now coming into form. And to be honest, he, you have all these different role players like ties, like, uh, like, uh, Jared Vanderbilt and Jared Vanderbilt is actually one of the biggest choices reasons of why I chose the team. Um, and I think that they, and they have the best record out of all eight, uh, playing teams so far in this in this season and so i I genuinely think the timberwolves while they are going to have a tough matchup i believe they're going to go up against the warriors as long as they get the seventh seed but the warriors as of right now i haven't heard anything about steph curry it's kind of all up in the air of whether how much he's going to play in the first round and so i think the timberwolves could maybe get the win off them and then take that momentum and then to the next round and that's my minute Mm. all right now it's my turn go spurs go It's uh,
1: it's a hot team right now. They're hot, you know, uh, here in South Texas and San Antonio. Like I said, Lonnie Lonnie Skywalker with his beautiful uh, jelly layups and dunks. Uh, You got... K, uh, KJ, Kellen Johnson. Oh my God, I love Kellen Johnson. He uh, hits it from deep. He's big body is tough. He gets to the rim. Um, oh, I love Josh Prima too. I, that's my rookie. That's my rookie right there. He's been he's been coming along. He's been coming along in development over the season. And then what can I say about the All Star Dejounte Murray? I think he leads. I think he's one of the leading uh, um, players in steals in the league. Um, so he, he brings it on defensive end like Greg Popovich likes. Likes defense. Um, and you know, he's always getting cookies on people. Um and you got Yaka Perto always, you know, playing solid defense on um, blocks and getting rebounds, getting boards. And, you know, I like I like the bench. I like uh Zach Collins, you know, I wish we had a more big bodies um come off the bench. We got Jock Landell, um, and it's just it's just a solid a solid overall squad and oh like I said, they're eight and two and um, you know, yeah, I, I believe yeah. they play the Pelicans. Sir, so. your minute has yeah,
2: expired. Yeah, I well, yeah, say I got anything. You just kept going on about JP. who you love and
3: stuff, but your minute is gone. <laughs> All right, uh, JP, take it away. Be yeah, like I said, I'm I'm rolling with the Hawks here. Um, you know, you you may you may ask me, um, you know, you're gonna roll with the Hawks even though they there's no John Collins right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know when he's coming back. There's not really a timetable on him, but you know, I just believe that, um, you know, Trey Young. He's elevating this team. You know, Clint Capella's still there. Um, you know, Bogdanovich is there. He has the experience. Uh, Lou Williams is still there coming off the bench. Um, you know, so I look at this team, and I just feel like, you know, the team is really well-constructed. And, um, I, I um, you know, I, I look at their uh, final three games as well. Um, their hardest opponent is going to be the Miami Heat. Um, but, you know, the other two games against the Rockets and the Wizards, they look like winnable games. So I just feel like they'll be going, coming into the in, feeling good. They'll be ready to go for another playoff push.
2: That's just about a minute. JP, I got a quick question for you before you give your thing. Um, not not related to this specific debate, but Carl anthony Towns or Clint Capella? Which one is better?
3: Oh, uh, cat for sure okay can't okay
2: sure. we got yeah, that's easy I, we, Zane, we got Michelle, isaiah who who would be saying Clint Capella, but he's a little bit delusional nah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what <laughs> we're talking about justin, justin brown who do you think who do you think at the best debate what what do you think what team is your favorite out of those tell us
0: now I just got to say it, and statistics are going to prove it, and this is their season, and the awards have been going this way, and I'm so glad you can mention him here today. It's the Timberwolves, man. They're going to get it, man. and I'm sorry they are, and it's their time. I'm so excited to see Anthony Edwards do things. Mm-hmm. I love the Spurs, don't get me wrong, but I'm sorry. The power they have on this team is great, and I love how you mentioned Jared Vanderbilt. What a great player, doing amazing on the be- on the bench, and uh, as a player as well. Just All I'm going to say, though, is that this Timberwolves team, is it. I'm going to say D'Angelo Russell, been able to facilitate for all of them. I'm just going to say Solid. your point I agree with the most, Jacob. And now I will say the Atlanta Hawks, that was one that I wasn't expecting to out of left field, and I want to appreciate you for bringing it up, JP, because they do have an opportunity as well, and people are sleeping on them. But since we're coming towards the last few minutes of the show, I'm going to have to ask my wonderful producer, Jacob Aromi,
2: What's the weather looking like for today and the rest of the week? Currently in San Marcos, it is sunny with and it is currently 72 degrees. Uh, the high for today is 81 and the low is 57. Um, looking forward towards the night, it'll, it will drop into the 60s and soon the 50s in the middle of the night. And then looking at tomorrow, it's looking like a sunny day with a high of 79 and a low of 50. And for Friday, again, sunny, high of 81 and low of 43. So a good rest of the week is going to be pretty sunny and sitting right around those uh, that 70 mark. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, so the weather's looking pretty great for this baseball series coming up this weekend, so make sure and stop out and see that. But, hey, thank you all for joining us on BCR, this wonderful Wednesday edition. This was Justin Brown, the host. I had Jacob Aromi on the board. I had John, Carlo, and JP as my co-host. And we want to say thank you and have a wonderful rest of your day. This is Bobcat Radio on KTSW 89.9.